What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. How's everybody doing today? I'm your host, AJ, and we're back. The AJ Podcast. It's just me once again today, and this year a little bit of weekly college football and just also just sports talk, honestly. Just review over the last weekend, week ahead. I was off last week because I had a lot of stuff to do. I had to finish up school stuff. Papers, it was kind of hectic for me. This weekend, you guys didn't see anything because I had a really bad cold and kind of getting over the effects. So you can hear me in this recording, just my voice a little bit deeper. I might cough a couple times during it. So my bad if you hear any of that. But let's just start with what's happening, what happened last week. As you guys know, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan. So I'm going to talk about what happened on the Monday night football game. Well, Sunday night football game. My bad. So, basically, we lost 19-17. It wasn't an awful game for us. I'll be honest. If you look at him full, this game is something we needed. We really needed this game, I feel like. We needed the wake-up call, I feel like. Taylor needed the wake-up call. Because this was... We need, this is a battle for first place. I'll be honest. This is a battle for first place. If we won this game, we'd be first place in the division right now. But we lost. So, what exactly happened during the game? Well, Lamar Jackson didn't do much. Let's just say that. He had a statistically worst game of the season. He still had a touchdown interception, but... Like, for fantasy owners, this is probably his worst game of the season so far. Just because he didn't put up his 250 passing yards and 100 rushing yards like he usually does. Our defense really contained him. Yeah, he had 4.8 yards per carry. That's not great. But we did pretty well containing the run. I'll be honest. We had some plays that, yeah, they went a little bit too far. But honestly, I think we did a really good job. What really killed us was Mark Andrews and Devin DuVernay. Those are the two guys who comes every single pass. Honestly, 13 combined passes for this team. And it wasn't really Sachs that really got the burrow. He got sacked three times, which is not really that high if you look at his numbers throughout the season. Overall, Burrow just didn't really have time to think, I feel like. You may be like, oh, he only got sacked three times. So I must have been pretty good. It's also play calling. And I'll get to that here in a minute. But Burrow, I feel like he needs to have time to like the feel the game and be able to like notice what stands out. And I feel like you're on the road. You're in one of the toughest places to play. Sunday night football game, one of your first primetime games, really. As a quarterback, because last year we played one primetime game, he didn't play many. So that was really his first ever true road primetime game. And he didn't do bad. He did really good, I feel like. Besides the interception, he did really good. Two touchdowns, one rushing and one passing. And that touchdown was to Hayden Hurst, the, the kid who's coming back home. He strapped by Baltimore in the first round. He went back there. He had him a heck of a game. But not having T. Higgins really hurt us, I feel like. But guys like Samaj P. Ryan, 9.8 yards a catch, 
Four catches, 39 yards. Really good, really good game from P. Ryan. Chase, seven catches for 50 yards. 12 targets didn't really do. He didn't, he, he got targeted, but the thing about our play calling is, <coughs> excuse me, I saw this on Bengals Things Instagram. It was a play calling. I'm going to go to the play calling real fast. We're not having Jamar run routes against this, like this cover six defense we are playing every flipping weekend. They're basically saying, test us. You're not going to F with us. No balls. Is that Terry, you a wussy. That's basically what they're saying, I feel like. In the back of their head, they're like, Taylor won't go a pair, won't grow a pair, and throw the ball downfield. And he hasn't so far. <coughs> Excuse me again. And that's, that's what Taylor's done. He has not tested downfield much. We have, we were the top 20 plus yard plays last year. And we're like bottom now. And I'm going to be honest, it, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. If you look at this, and I, I have it right here Burrow. <coughs> Excuse me. But as I look on NFL.com, just talking through this, Burrow does not have the most. He has one of the least. Well, 12. 12 20-plus yard passes downfield. <coughs> that's, that's not good at all. By a team who probably should have 25 by now. You're letting Jared Goff have more 20-plus yard plays. And he's in one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, you might say our, our line's bad, but it's not really that bad. We have done really good these last couple of games. And I'm, I can argue a thousand times over that. I've had friends tell me, hey, we suck. We need to fire Zach Taylor right now. If you're on that boat, then get the F out because you don't trust the quarterback that they trust. And you can't be doing that. You can't. You have to trust your coach. That's what the players do. They trust Zach Taylor. Us as fans may not like his play calling, but it doesn't go directly to Zach Taylor. It goes to Brian Callahan, and it also goes a little bit of Joe Burrow, but not really much. He can flip plays. He can tamper with them on the field and say, hey, you go here, but he doesn't do that much. <coughs> he is one of the most relaxed guys, I feel like, on the field. He doesn't really get scared that much because he doesn't get those calls. Tom Brady and Derek Carr, prime examples of getting those roughing the passer calls that are BS and they didn't need to really be called, but they're by definition in the rule book. Hey, this is a roughing the pass, but where the hell is Chris Jones going to land and where is Grady Jarrett going to land? And Grady Jarrett was making a play. He, well, no, Grady Jarrett, they got him for going for unnecessary bringing him back. Which they didn't really do. It was just a wrap-up tackle. Basically, the same thing that happened to Tua, and that's why they called it. To Derek Carr, Chris Jones jumped on top of him, knocked the ball out, got the ball, and it was a fumble. But they called roughing the passer, which gave the Raiders the ball back. Which I think that's more of a stupid call than the 
Grady Jarrett one. Yeah, Grady Jarrett was really bad, but I could see where the NFL is going with that. Same thing kind of like Tua, but they didn't really want that to happen to the poster child, which is Tom Brady, for the last 23 years if he's been playing. So I completely get that call happening, but the one on Derek Carr is kind of BS. But Burrow is kind of like really, like directing it back to Burrow. He's, he was really calm in this game, it feel, felt like. 24 for 35, which wraps up to 68% completion. And that's not really that bad compared to Lamar's. 19 for 32, which was a 59% completion rating. Here's what my problems were about this game. Let me take a drink of water before, because I got really in-depth on this. Okay, first off, excuse the coughing. If that makes you, like, hop off because you don't want to hear me coughing, I'm sorry. I started to really get some content out for you guys. Been missing for last week, so we'll go over that later in the episode. But I'll kind of what's been going on. So, directing it back to Burrow and the team. The play calls. Let's talk about play calling. Because everybody wants me to talk about that. If you, if, since you know I'm a Bengals fan, I have my opinions on this. Okay. So let's talk about the, the Philly special. Let's talk about that play first. Because that play I'm not as mad about than the play that happened two plays later. So I get the look at it. You're on the two-yard line, right? And, yeah, you got Mixon, but also they're stacking the box. So, like, the odds of Mixon getting through there aren't as well as possibly just tricking them and possibly getting it that way. But you bring Chase over. Get the ball, flip it to Boyd. You have Burrow run out there. That's something you do with, like, Brandon Allen and trick the hell out of him. Not Burrow. Burrow can't really run that fast. On He can run that fast, but he's not really the type to go out that way. <coughs> and how they placed it on the field and how they thought they could do it. They didn't have enough time to change the play when they snapped it. They Yeah, Boyd... Really was on fault for that because he could have just got the threw it up into the end zone or something. He's a he was a quarterback in high school. He could have just chucked it into the end zone. I've been completely fine with that. They want to call intentional grounding. That is like ten yards. That's better than losing fifteen. Then we had to go to chase and that's play. You got the 10, 12 yards, and then we know what happened after that. But I was seeing how I read about how they thought it was man coverage, which I 100% believe if it was man coverage, that would have worked. And it came out, and I watched some of the film, and it was man coverage coming out of the play, the huddle. But when the play was snapped, they dropped back into zone. So when Chase comes over and Burrow gets in the ball, so he runs out that way, they're like, oh, crap, what do we do? And I think Boyd tensed up in that moment. He started going back, trying to make the play relive, looking to the left side of the field because he knew dang sure Burrow wasn't getting open. He didn't want to risk an interception that late in the game. <coughs> now, you may be wondering, why you want a Philly special with like four minutes to go in the game? I don't know. I personally do not know. And nobody's going to know because it's that Taylor and Brian Callahan's call. And I'm not a thousand percent in denial that it was a bad call. I don't 
agree with the call in that certain play stance. But also, I feel like if it had Brandon Allen in there, because he's more liable to take a hit. Brandon Allen, no offense, but he's more liable to take a hit, get hurt, because he's not a big part of this team. But in meant like in on the sideline, he's a big part. He's helped Burrow, I feel like, translate into the game. He helped him. Brandon Allen did really good coming in for Burrow when he tore his ACL and MCL. Did really good, I feel like, overall. Really solid job, and I'm really happy with Brandon Allen. I'm glad he's our backup, but I wish we kind of gave Jake Browning a shot because I really like Jake Browning. I think he could have done something. I could, I'm pretty sure he's on the practice squad right now, so I kind of hope he makes the roster next year. Or just we get to see him next preseason. Back in one second, get another drink of water. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about the end of what I was talking about. So basically, I feel like that play would have did better if it was Brandon Allen and it was man coverage. Not 100% mad about the play call, but how it went and kind of screwed us in a way. But here's a play that really effed us. And I, and <sighs> makes me mad talking about it, but there's going to be some explicit language I might use in this. So just kind of keep your ears off. Okay, Zach Taylor, this is me personally talking to you. Why the hell are you calling a shovel pass on third and goal? Well, no, it's fourth and goal. Game on the line somewhat. <coughs> and, like, this is do or die for you, and it feels like you get this, you pretty much win the game, it feels like. I, I, I could... Agree more on that. You pretty much win the game, I feel like. If anybody can agree with me on that. But, no. You shovel past it. Leo Collins didn't help himself there because he kind of turned on the play and really didn't work out that way. But you run it with Stanley Morgan Jr., your fifth-string wide receiver. Yeah, I'm saying Michael Thomas is over him because he got the 33-yard pass, pass play. So... And that source, sort of the game, he was wide receiver four, well, three, four. You, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Wide receiver three on that given night, but wide receiver four on any other night. So, I wonder the thought process that went through Zach Taylor's mind when he called a shovel pass on fourth and goal, because that sure as hell was not going to freaking work. I, I could. You could call that play a thousand times, not one time is that play going to work because that defense is so set up for a run. Because you're like, oh, oh, like, oh, she's like, they got Mitson in there. Like, they're going to run it straight up the middle. So let's go four linemen deep, five linemen deep. What are the gap formation they wanted to fill up in there? That gap blitz they wanted to fill up in there. Could have done any of them. It's stopping that play. Overall, this game, I'm not so mad about it. I'm not blaming Taylor a thousand percent. It's a team gig. And yeah, my personal opinion should play calling be handed handed over to Burrow and Callahan, but also just how Taylor said it, it's between all three of them. So they're all three to blame, and we shouldn't be dead last in first down percentages. 
and everything as we come back off one of the best offenses last year. But when you look at it in full, the Nets... Uh, the next few weeks, Saints, Falcons, Browns. Saints and Falcons should be automatic wins if you think about it. Realistically, we should be able to beat the Saints. It's in the Superdome. <coughs> Burrow and Chase go back to the national championship days. That should be a win. The Saints aren't a really great football team. I mean, they're not bad, but it's like we should beat them, honestly. Like, predictably. If we get the Falcons at home, that should be a win. Then we go Monday Night Football, the Browns. They have Jacoby Brissett still. We don't play Watson yet, so that should be a win, right? Unless we don't get really ganged up on by Nick Chubb, honestly, or Jacoby Brissett, which I don't think we should if the offense performs well and Miles Garrett does not torch our defense a lot. Because that gives me nightmares of the same way Micah Parsons and TJ Watt torched us. It's Lael Collins, most likely. Let's see if he can prove he's top 10 right tackle. Okay, so after that, we got the Panthers. Automatically, should be a freaking dub because they suck. They are not good. They fired Matt Rule. They hired Steve Wilkes as their interim head coach. Like, oh, my God. <coughs> so bad. So bad. Then we get the Steelers, which I'm pretty sure that's right after our bye week. That is, looks like probably a, is that a Sunday night game? That was like a Sunday night game. So, 8-20 game. That really was like a Sunday night football game. So, if I'm correct, that is a Sunday night game. Well, let me just sort of double check. I know these are kind of like, oh, uh, I should be like preparing them to hand, but I'm kind of just, I'm talking through everything, you know. And that's a Sunday night football game. So, <coughs> sorry about that again. Coming right off to our bye week. So, we go to Pittsburgh looking for revenge. Honestly, that should be a win if you think about it realistically. If we get everything situated, they shouldn't have TJ Watt then. So, he shouldn't get torched. Titans, then there goes the toughest part of our schedule. Chiefs at home. Browns at home. We go to Tampa, then we go to Foxfire, Foxworth, Patriots, when they have Matt Jones, most likely. Then we come back home to play the Bills, then we play the Ravens. Now, I am scared for the end of the season, personally. It's one of the hardest five, six-game schedules you're going to see out there, I feel like. You play a top 15 team every single week. Yeah, I'm going to count the Browns up there as top 15 right now. Like, top 15, top 17, 18. If you can slide the Browns in any of those, you probably would with Deshaun Watson. You think. Okay, enough talking about the Bengals for right now. Maybe next episode, if we win, I'll talk about the game next week. <coughs> so, here's the topic of the episode. College football preview. Let's go with some, there's a game tonight, which is Wednesday. You will not see this tonight, you'll see this Thursday night. So, this is record Wednesday. I got Marshall pulling off the upset against Louisiana, I feel like. I don't know if you can really call it an upset, but I got Marshall winning. 
today, when you guys are watching this, Thursday night, Baylor at West Virginia, it's a really good matchup. <coughs> but I got Baylor winning solely based off of West Virginia's defense. just isn't the best. We already know this. JR, I know you go to West Virginia, but you can't agree with this. You guys' defense is not the hottest. So I got Baylor winning possession just based off that. I got UCF beating Temple. EJ Warner, Kurt Warner's son, he's solid, but, like, those freshman jitters, like, you're going to get them. Friday, quickly, SM, no. Friday, I got Navy, UTSA, so. <coughs> Sorry, guys, for if you hear me coughing a lot. Try my best not to. I'm going to kind of fly through these as fast as I can so you guys don't have to hear me just hack up my guts. So, Penn State versus Michigan. This will be a really good matchup in the big house. This is coming based off of, I heard, there's a chance they play white and then uh, the yellow. So, there will be two back-to-back white jersey games for Penn State. So, that would be cool. I feel like noon, big noon game. Uh, this is tough. I got to go upset. I'm going to go Penn State. I don't, I don't know if that's cool, but, like, I got Penn State. <coughs> okay, quickly, Ole Miss-Auburn, noon game. Got Ole Miss. Kansas-Oklahoma. Oklahoma's, like, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. If Kansas has Jalen Daniels, I'm going Kansas by 20. They don't have Jalen Daniels, and they have Jason Bean. I'm going Kansas by, like, a touchdown. That's my prediction. Next game, Texas-Iowa State at Texas. Noon, ABC, I got Texas winning. Minnesota at Illinois. Mo Ibrahim is back. Chase Brown battled two of the best running backs in the Big Ten, arguably two of the best running backs in the country. I got Illinois pulling off the win. Newly ranked Illinois, 24th. I got them pulling off the win. <coughs> Look at other games. Georgia, Vanderbilt. Georgia should win that game, but I think Vanderbilt might keep it close in the first quarter. They usually always do first half area. Next game. I'm going to save these two games for last. NC State at Syracuse at 3.30 on ACC Network. Not everybody gets that, so if you have ESPN+, Plus. You should be able to watch that, but I don't know if you guys can watch that with the regular ESPN app. Just put your dish provider or, like, Spectrum or whatever you want to put in there. NC State, Devin Leary, they're coming off the Clemson loss. <coughs> but Syracuse, Sean Tucker, is he going to be pleased after this game? If you guys know what that means, I'm not talking about sexually, but, like, you know, if he tweets after, he tweets after the game, his performance, he always says he's pleased or not. That's the joke. Says he could be pleased after the game. I think so. I think Syracuse could pull up the upset at home in the Carrier Dome. I think they're going to pull it off. Quickly, Arkansas BYU ESPN game. You guys should actually turn that on. Should be really good. KJ Jefferson, Raheem Sanders versus Jaron Hall. I got Arkansas, I think. I think. Yeah, I'm going to pick Arkansas close by like a field goal. Game-winning field goal, like, five seconds left. Arkansas kicks it and wins it. Chase Little. 
Kits it and wins it. Going to go for my Bobcats, my second team, Ohio versus West, Western Michigan. I got to go Bobcats, Sam Ludwig, Kurt Wark, and then Sam Buda. Can't, I, it's hard to say his last name, but I got the trio pulling out the win. Going to be like high scoring affair. I got us winning. <coughs> then LSU at Florida. I got Florida pulling off the win, I feel like. Yeah. We go Florida, I think. Your night game is Clemson versus Florida State. I got... This is tough. Let me take a sip of water fast. I don't cough during this. So, I got Florida State winning. It's at Florida State. Upsets happen. We need a big upset. <coughs> no one... Oh, my God. No one in the top 10 has really been upset this year. Besides, like, you can see Kentucky against Ole Miss. But it's like, no true big upsets, right? This is what your big upset's going to be. Florida State, Tallahassee, Florida State wins in the night game. Mississippi State, Kentucky... Uh, I got Mississippi State. Yeah. Kentucky's overrated. That's all I'm going to say. I got Notre Dame over Stanford. <coughs> USC, Utah. Uh, that's tough. I got USC winning. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. Finally. Finally, we have Alabama versus Tennessee. In college game day, game of the week. And the game of the week for everybody. In Knoxville, Neon Stadium, Knoxville, Tennessee. Alabama, Tennessee. Crimson Tide versus Volunteers. Number three versus number six. Bryce Young coming back after the off week. Bama almost lost to Texas A&M. Almost blew the lead. Chipper Fisher sucks as a play caller, just like Zach Taylor sometimes. Versus Jamie, well, versus Josh Heupel, Hendon Hooker. I don't think there's a Cedric Mullins this week. I don't think there is one. So, yeah, this Tennessee defense is pretty bad, but this Tennessee offense is really good. I'm going to go Alabama and just be safe on this. So I can come back next week and say I said so. But if Tennessee wins, I will not be shocked, personally. You know what? I'm just going to say Tennessee wins, I feel like. Tennessee wins. Upset. Storm the field in Island, And it's going to be amazing. Then, I forgot to mention this game. Oklahoma State, TCU. Very well could be the game of the week. Two really good offenses and two really solid defenses. Oklahoma State lost Jim Knowles, and they still have a really solid defense. These tickets are only thirty-three bucks. It's in Fort Worth. It's in, it's at TCU where they just beat. No, they didn't beat Kansas. They just beat Oklahoma. I'm pretty sure. At their home stadium, so I'm pretty sure that happened. So, just double check my facts. I'm gonna go here and check, so I don't get flamed. Okay, they beat them at home. So, I got TCU pulling off another upset. 
This team is really unstoppable right now. They have everything going for them. No injuries, really. Their offense is clicking at the right time. Quentin Johnson is now breaking out. Keandre Miller is really showing out. Matt's dug in. He's really showing out. So I get TC pulling off the upset at home. So just for a second, just talking to you guys about what the schedule is coming up. I filmed this today, and you guys heard me coughing a lot. My bad. I'm super sorry if you made it through this episode. Thank you. Thank you for just putting up with all that. True supporter and just hearing me talk about football. No, I kind of went through these really fast. That's my bad. That shouldn't happen again unless an unforsaken thing happens again when I'm sick and I need to do all that. Again, I shouldn't. But now I'm just going to go. I got to do some schoolwork. And I'm just going to kind of rest up for the games. So thank you guys, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned next week for another episode. Hopefully the Bengals win. Hopefully everybody else. I picked the win this week. Wins. And without, without further ado, thank you guys. Have a great day. Peace. Okay, I kind of just want to come back on here and talk about, like, thank you guys for the support. I know it wasn't really pretty this episode. Yeah, I kind of have a cold, and it's been kind of going on all week. I'm kind of just in the final stages of it. How it goes is I usually just get really sick. Not really, like, really sick, but, like, to the point where I just don't really want to do anything. Then um, I just, it gets all in my lungs. I kind of just hack it all up. I know it's kind of gross, but it's a hard truth. So next week I should be completely fine. Should not sound like I'm congested with anything or anything like that. And I just kind of want to come on here and drop some news that potential stuff might be coming. So I recently quit bowling for my school. And uh, thank you to my coach for everything that he did for that program. It's really good. And I don't regret doing it. It kind of just kind of got a better opportunity doing something that I can learn more about basketball. And I'm going to be helping my varsity basketball team as a student manager. So that's kind of just a big announcement. I'm going to be still, I hope this winter isn't as bad as last winter. I didn't post it all last winter. Practices went really, really long. I didn't get home till like late hours. And I'm sorry to you guys who, I basically ghosted till April. I didn't feel like doing it back in March. It really just took a lot of me just not to do anything. Hopefully with basketball, it's a lot easier, I feel like, and that's no hate to my coach for bowling. The practice schedules just really hurt the time of the recording for this podcast. It just gave me no free time. Between schoolwork and everything else, it gave me no time to record this. So the announcement I kind of have is I'm potentially going to be collabing with a couple people from an Ohio State group chat I'm in. Or one, I don't know how many people are going to come on there, but maybe have guests time for time. But hopefully we're working on possibly starting a college basketball show that goes up every single week, kind of like the college football previews and reviews, something kind of like that. But it's kind of like a half an hour, 45 minute hour sit down. We do the same thing. We talk about basketball. We can hand some Ohio State basketball, some NBA if we want. But it's kind of just a basketball-only type of show. And I think you guys might enjoy that a lot more than these episodes. We'll be talking with somebody. We can have debates. Everything like that. We'll have cool topics. And 
I don't know if this is going to happen yet, but it's in the works, possibly. And no promises, but I know I'm going to be doing a college basketball show. It might be every week. It might be every other week. If it's not with somebody else, it'll just be me. And it'll kind of be just like these sit-down episodes. They might be quick. They might not be. But as always, thank you, everybody, for hopping on this episode. Thank you, guys. Once again, make sure you go follow the Instagrams. You know them already. AJ underscore Mahoney underscore. Then AJ underscore interviews. Just go ahead and follow those if you want. Interviews should be back shortly, hopefully. Got to be working on them. And thank you guys for everything. And love you guys. Grateful, thankful for all you guys. And have a great rest of your day. Peace.